is Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement or how to buy consulting services. You'll get tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting, and managing the consulting. And now your host, Ellen Lafitte. Hello and welcome back to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. I am Ellen, and today is the third episode in our series on how to optimize the ROI of consulting. And I'll be talking about what do companies do today and what do they fail. But before we dive into today's episode, let me give you a small recap about our previous episode. I explained why it was so important to start optimizing the ROI of your consulting expense now. And there are two main reasons. One is that consulting can be significant cost center. And the second reason is that you want to increase the value creation. And then there are some non-financial benefits, such as increased teamwork, efficiency, and focus that can last, but certainly not least. I also explained why procurement must be a part of this optimization journey from the beginning. The organization can gain a great deal by effectively working on value creation from consulting from the early stages, just not in terms of financial savings, but also in terms of synergy, efficiency, value, and impact. So if you're interested in what we discussed and want to know more, you can follow us on YouTube or any main streaming platform. And now let's jump into today's episode. What are companies doing today to optimize the value from their consulting spend and why do they fail? So there are a lot of businesses that save time by accepting the first project that comes their way. They usually follow the FIFA process, which I talked about in my previous episode and use up the entire allocated revenue in that first come, first serve basis. Then they usually miss out on those important projects that would actually bring value because they need more resources. And by doing this, they spend money on consulting but don't get any long-term results. So let me paint a picture for you of what the companies usually do to create value and why they do not succeed. Most companies understand that they should optimize their return on investment of the money they invest on consulting. In fact, according to a survey conducted this summer to diagnose the consulting procurement maturity of businesses, 72% of the companies have implemented a dedicated team or individual responsible for this task. Many companies have understood that having a clear point of focus or dedicated team helps get visibility on consulting spend and therefore a starting point to improve the ROI. So if you follow this podcast, you know that it's important to evolve the procurement team at the early stages of the project. And indeed, 59% of the companies involved procurement earlier in the process. So we see that many organizations have started exploring how to maximize the ROI of their consulting spend. However, the problem is you need to implement company-wide measures that would change the ways of working significantly and sustainably. So most companies usually aim to keep their consulting expenses under control by implementing practices on the process side. This includes the early involvement of procurement, competitive bid organization, and the systematic use of confidentiality agreements. But even on that side, only 28% of companies surveyed as best in class. It means that the other 72% of companies could improve by taking cues from those best in class companies. On top of that, if many companies have implemented demand management to make sure they spent on the right project, it's usually based on one threshold. Independently, 
are the strategic value of the project. And in other words, everything you do at the threshold, let's imagine 200,000, for instance, is directly handled by the business life without procurement support. And some of those have implemented much stricter threshold of at 50K. Well, this seems like a sensible way to manage costs. It can lead to suboptimal decision making because you only focus on one single metric. You often put more attention to projects with high potential ROI, but there are some small, highly strategic projects that might fly under the radar. And as a result, you can miss out on opportunities that generate significant value for your business. So you need to consider multiple factors when you're assessing the potential benefits of a consulting project. And that's the only way to make informed decisions to maximize the ROI. Secondly, we have found that in that survey that many companies implement category management. But again, what we've heard from them is that they have only the basic category management. They have a basic taxonomy that's tend to be very high level, and then when, so when I refer to basic strategy, uh, taxonomy, sorry, I mean the list of subcategories, which can include a collection of capabilities or subcapabilities that are ordered in a way that makes sense for your business. Well, so when you're having a basic taxonomy, especially if it's very high level, it's that you decrease the number of capabilities, you decrease the number of suppliers in each subcategory. And so if your category is not granular enough, you will have only one, two, three suppliers with category. And since the category is very wide, then you need companies that can do it all. And who are they? Obviously, one-stop shops, the big four. And that's what we call in French, the snake is that is biting its own tail. It means that you're creating the problem by applying practices that are not right for this specific problem. So having basic category management also means that they have a list of preferred providers. And sometimes they try integrating third and second tier consulting firms into that supplier list. However, they have a complicated qualification system, which demands a lot of documentation and, and uh, references. And it's really difficult for small players to come in. And they have crazy long payment terms, up to 180 days. And it's, it's a real example. And no small company can afford to be paid more than six months after the work is done. So company also have a few other things. They do panel management in places that make sure the company have a clear understanding of which consultants they're using and making sure they're getting the most of them. They also tend to monitor their consulting spend, which is a good thing. It means that you keep an eye on how much you spend on consulting, ensuring that you're getting value for money. However, the truth is that they only monitor the spend partially. Remember what I said before about basic demand management? They know how much they spent on the big strategic project rather than the small ones. And finally, they also perform irregular and simple post-performance evaluation. This means taking a step back after working with a consultant and assessing whether they delivered on their promises. So we've seen that companies implementing measures are obviously progressing in how to uh, optimize the ROI, but that's not enough. And they need to go further when it comes to creating value through their consulting spend. So the question is, why is it not working? You know, maximizing the value while keeping the cost under control can be a daunting task. And there are so many factors to consider, and it can take time to figure out where to start. However, not doing anything will definitely lead to suboptimal results. 
One reason why companies fail to get the desired ROI from their consulting spend is that the market is large and scattered. With so many options available, it can take time to identify the right consultant for your specific need. Moreover, the, the market is constantly changing, making it hard to keep up with the latest trends. They have a hard time understanding the nuances of consultant work, the differences between generalist and specialist consulting, for instance. Because consulting is such a broad field, it can be difficult to know what skills and knowledge consultants you need for a given project. And since they are not savvy enough and do not know how to select and use the consultant effectively, they end up with the wrong consultants and are disappointed with the results. Additionally, many companies cannot put their RFPs on the shelf to use for various projects by tweaking them from the previous one, because every project is different. They must prepare a new RFP from scratch for almost all the new projects. And that means that scoping the work required can be challenging and requires a deep understanding of the consulting process and business acumen to articulate the needs into an RFP. And without this knowledge, it will be hard to accurately estimate the value of a project, leading to unexpected expenses and a negative impact on the overall, overall ROI. So in addition, companies need to manage their projects because you need to factor in the cost of internal resources when calculating the ROI of your consulting spend. You need to account for the time and effort required to manage a project internally to be able to understand the actual cost of consulting. You know, total cost of ownership, and, and because you know, consultants don't work the same. Also, and sometimes when the scope is the same on paper, the workload expected from your teams is not. And the other thing is that it's a category that requires close collaboration with business lines because it's so complex and complicated that the procurement group cannot replace the business line in defining the needs. That's why I tell you to collaborate closely with procurement and business lines. You know, the knowledge of company needs remains in the hands of business lines. And this information isn't always effectively communicated to the procurement team. And when, even if it is shared, it remains very technical and gets hard to integrate for procurement, resulting in projects that don't always align with the company's objective. So to get the most of your consulting spend, it's essential to establish close collaboration between business lines and procurement. And this way you can ensure that everyone is on the same page and working towards the same goals. And to work closely with business lines, you need to build solid relationships and regularly meet to exchange on your projects and on your goals. So the most common reason is that the internal stakeholders who are decision makers for consulting can be spread across different departments and functions. And as a result, it, is, it can be challenging to build strong relationship with everyone and ensure everyone is on the same page. And you often find very young professional in the procurement business. And these guys could be more experienced so they need to understand and influence the behavior of their internal stakeholders and suppliers. It's tough. They also need to have strong analytical and problem solving skills. But more importantly, they need to be able to build relationship. Why? Because at the end of the day, it's about people. People buy from people they know, like, and trust. 
And on other podcasts, the procurement game changers, we recently discussed this with Fred Leeds. He's a procurement specialist, and you can get that episode on YouTube and other major uh, streaming platform. We talked about the emotional link between a consulting buyer and the consultants they work with. It means that in order to challenge that relationship, you need to build trust with your internal stakeholders. They need to be convinced that you are helping them and not only applying a company policy. And speaking of trust and relationship, it's if you want things to change, you need to onboard top management with a solid business case. But it's hard, right? And as a result, procurement actions are often limited to their own backyard and have little impact on the company. So to conclude today's topic, and according to the survey we conducted on consulting procurement maturity, only a few companies implement best-in-class practices. Of course, the rest of the pack also adopted optimization measures by involving procurement, organizing competitive bids, and having confidentiality management in place. However, despite that, they still have disappointed return on investment on consulting over the long term. And the reason why they still fail is closely linked to the maturity of their consulting procurement capability. So how to change? They need to gain knowledge and understanding of the vast and ever-changing consulting market. You know, procurement leaders and internal stakeholders alike sometimes need to learn what consultants would be best suited for the project to avoid ending up with the wrong ones. The procurement department needs to build close working relationship with the business lines and involve top management in the transformation journey that could bring high return on investment of the consulting space to the company. So they're not limited to their own backyard processes and category management to play with. The crucial of the matter is that procurement must be transformed to maximize the value of your consultant's pay. But the transformation will only possible if top management is involved. So change management in procurement is quite tricky, especially in indirect procurement. However, this is where a six lever technique can be helpful. And uh, if your company is struggling to create value on your consulting spend, maybe it's time to seek help. So you can share the knowledge of our six levers of optimizing the ROI of your consulting spend to help them achieve the value companies need to get from every consulting project. So that's it. I hope that you now know what company do to implement value creation from the consulting spend and why exactly they fail. So thanks for listening. That must be the end of our podcast. Keep an eye up for me next week when I return with another fascinating topic. Till then, stay safe and happy sourcing. And if you have other questions on how to maximize the return on investment of your consulting spend, remember you can always contact me directly on LinkedIn or by email because I'm always game for a chat. Bye and see you next week. Au revoir. You've been listening to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at consultingquest.com. Find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. For questions and comments, send an email to ellen.lafitte at consultingquest.com. See you next time.